0: Welcome to DEEP, where we invite you to take the plunge and dive deeper into a daily encounter with God's living Word. Journey with a collection of personal reflections of other souls as we all draw nearer and deeper to God's heart. Hello everyone and welcome to another Soul Sunday here at DEEP. Today we're going to be reflecting upon a Gospel taken from the book of Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, if someone's brother dies leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and likewise all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now, at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain through the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they can no longer die, for they are like angels. And they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the lord yeah there are a couple things here i was actually i had to like read up on this gospel because it was kind of confusing to me but to break it all down first of all i would like to encourage you to do to, to check out you know um sites where you can learn more about the readings more about the scriptures there's always something deeper than what you're just seeing or what you're reading or what you're listening to at face value and i'm not here as a theologian i'm not here to explain the intricate details of the philosophies that were being discussed or that were being challenged by the sadducees into like you know into um into the situation to trap jesus no i'm not here but what i can tell you is that the reason why they gave this example of how of who would be the official wife or who would be the official husband rather um, in heaven after the seven brothers pass us away, the Sadducees were actually trying to trick Jesus because they were using the law of Moses in a twisted way to be able to catch Jesus in preaching falsely. You see, the Sadducees were jealous about the attention Jesus was getting because Jesus was speaking truth and If you've been in a position of authority or in a position of power, in a position of influence for a very long while and all of a sudden some guy out of nowhere starts taking up all of your, you know, all of your um, audiences, captures your audience, you tend to be pretty insecure about where you're standing, especially if, you know, subconsciously you know that you're manipulating what you're saying in order, you know, for the likes for lack of a better term, or for the gram, for lack of a better term. How many of us take truth and manipulate it, one, because of our insufficient knowledge, two, because of our insecurity. That if we do not adapt the truth and make it easier or easily digestible, that we manipulate in a way that it's other easier for other people to swallow, even though we know that it's incomplete just so that he would have the attention. Well, I'm sure there is no human on earth, maybe apart from kids, the innocence of children who would be, who would be able to claim that they've never done that. Although, from the story, from the gospel, we can see that uh, Jesus won that battle, right? But there's something here. There's something here that I would like to share about how Jesus made the Sadducees notice. You know, he he points as well. He talks a little bit about marriage here, and and I, as a married woman for the past almost six years, it's something that you know my husband and I really hold to be true. Is that it's not the main purpose. But one of the reasons, one of the purposes of why God created, instituted the sacrament of marriage is for procreation. You see, a lot of times we tend to fall, especially if you're listening right now and if you're married. A lot of times right now, you know, we're surrounded by a world where we're told that, you know what, this life is all for you. For your enjoyment, for your pleasure, for your benefit, for the good of you. And we fail to understand or to believe rather or we're scared to believe or hold to the truth that god had intended for humans to procreate there is a gift of life that is offered to us humans that okay there are cases i am not dismissing those who are struggling with this but the concept of being open to the gift of life in fact the world is is turning away our minds even the next generation's minds from being open to the gift of life and accepting a culture that is focused merely on self-satisfaction life in all forms life biologically life in in the way we live the way we relate the words that we speak you see god had intended for us to live life to the full And if our mind, our words, our bodies, our thoughts, our actions speak the opposite, well, don't you think we're not living to our fullest potential? And when we go back to the end where, you know, God is a God of our God, a God that we believe, we adore, we praise, we worship. Our God is the God of living. And he himself had declared it, you know, when Jesus referred to Moses in the story of, of when moses met god in the burning bush he calls you know he says um god says refers to himself as i am god is is alive and god is a god of the living my brothers and my sisters you right now you are living you are able to listen to this if you're able to hear this you are living the question is whether we are taking our life and living to the fullest potential that god has for you and so i pray That you and I and everybody around us, we would have the grace to pray and to live out, you know, with full courage. The courage that can only come from God to be able to live life to our fullest potential. That we can live life to the full, as Jesus calls it. And, and, if it is God's plan for you to carry on that gift of life in any form, biologically or in nurturing a relationship with people around you in speaking words of life of expressing love and giving life to others and i pray my dear brothers and sisters that we would accept this mission after all this life that we live here on earth we only have one so why not yolo right for lack of a better term we only live life once so why not live it to the full after all the god whom we serve is the god of the living and so let's pray and contemplate um, a writing a, a, an excerpt from the diary of a carmelite sister you know, she's she was a mystic sister maria evangelista of the most holy trinity And I pray that we may be able to live life full of love, full of life can only come from God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This earthly life is also filled with love, with gifts of truth, hidden gifts, and at the same time revealed by the sign. I feel an immense gratitude for every human value to live in communion with creation in friendship with the brothers, in openness toward the work of God and the work of human of mankind, in a continuous experience of the gifts of life, even if in the midst of suffering, even is simply only human. It is a continuous grace, a continuous gift. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You are blessed. You are loved and always remember Palanga kasang